Hello, and welcome to this month's Kinky Boys podcast. This episode, we're talking water sports, and you can really hear Buster gush about how much he loves this subject. So, before we get on with this very fun interview, uh, I would like to thank our daddy's favourite tier patrons. So that's Banjo Stewie, Nick Bain, Adam Ferris, Deco Very, Brian C, and Harry Hypnotist. You are all daddy's favourites. Uh, if you'd like to sign up to support the show, we would be ever so grateful. It helps us out a ton. And in return, you get access to our Discord community. You also get uh, episodes early. You get bonus episodes that no one else will hear. And you get uh, behind-the-scenes newsletters. Uh, so I really hope you will consider signing up. And with that being said, on with the show. Hello, and welcome again to the Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig. This week joining me is Buster. Hello. And today we will be talking about a very big requested topic. Yes. Piss. Drip, 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 drip. Yes. And Buster, you are a bit of a piss affectionado, aren't you? I fucking love piss. <laughs> it is like completely different from every other type of fetish to me. I, it feels so wholesome. It feels so good. It feels so deviant. It feels so rewarding. Mm-hmm. I fucking love piss and I'm really excited about this. Yeah. I mean, that adjective of wholesome is quite interesting. So I think we'll get onto that. Uh, <laughs> oh. uh, but yes, so let's start off with the basics. What do we mean by piss in a fetish context? Using urine to either drinking, drenching, swallowing, using it to be deviant, using it to be in a power context, using it... Mm-hmm. In a making that 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 idea about making something clean, dirty. Oh, there's so many ways you can use this. So yes, for pissing and water sports, you flag, which I think is fairly obvious, and it's commonly referred to as water sports as the most common euphemism. Although there are others. See, I find it really interesting how over the last few years in the kink scene, maybe just in London, certainly I've seen it more on social media, that piss has become much more acceptable, much more almost like a core kink that Mm -hmm. both newbies and experienced people get exposed to. I think when I first joined the kink scene, there were people that went to Streams of Pleasure, which is a piss night in London, and... There were like that, but other than that, like nobody really did piss, and it was something that I think maybe this is a sign of my inexperience back at the time. But it seemed like it was like the kink scene, and then the piss guys were off doing their own thing. Whereas now it seems like piss is piss is everywhere, and I find that like I I got into piss through somebody else that was into piss, as so often the case, and. Yeah, it was like that deep interaction that became really, really alluring. And I think a lot of people have found that in the kink scene of late. But I I, I was just kind of reflecting earlier on just how how much 
piss has become this mainstream thing almost within the kink world, where it's not just uh, something, a master-slave dynamic. And it's the same with chastity. I think we spoke about before how uh, Tumblr made a generation of chastity whores, and I love it. And it's kind of, piss has gone the same way, where it's very fashionable to be into piss. And I think actually a lot of new guys in the scene worry sometimes because it's almost they feel like it's almost expected of you to be into piss, the same way as it used to be almost expected that you'd be into putt play. And nobody's expected to be into anything. You don't have to... You don't have to do anything. But I see people say, like, oh, I don't like the taste, but almost with a guilty sound to it. Twinge, yeah. 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 Like, these days, it's kind of presented as part of the big three. And I think, again, this goes back to the flagging thing of the standard colors you get from almost every, like, gear maker is blue, white, red, and yellow. And obviously, everyone knows... Uh, yellow is for piss, and it just seems like it's sort of considered one of the big three. Yeah, and like when you you think about other bodily fluids, when you think about like vomit fetish or shit scat fetish, it's 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 almost comical and, and blood fetish. Like these are all considered like dark edge case kings. Yeah, yeah, piss is just like. Completely, people say, "Oh, it's because piss is sterile, and piss really is not sterile." And mm. yeah, it's just like it's just the same as everything else. It's really societally frowned on as well. And it, like, yeah, it, it, when anyone ever says the word R. Kelly, like people talk about piss for him more than they talk about the fact that he was a paedophile. <laughs> and it's kind of like this this common thing like a piss fetish is really looked down on yeah it's it's not considered within the normal sort of barriers of even kink play it's sort of like pain is often accepted as basically normal kink play in wider society but piss is seen as something especially sort of for people not into it uh, a lot of wider society would consider it disgusting because it's a bodily fluid. Yeah, but wider society doesn't know shit. Wider society thinks it's not cool to spit in your partner's mouth, but it, it says it is fine to kiss. Yeah. Like, you can kiss a complete stranger, but if you spit in your partner's mouth, there's something wrong with you. Yeah, it's the same Fuck in society. <laughs> yeah, so you use the word wholesome and intimate. Can you go deeper oh, into yeah. that? Yeah, like, there's, there's the thing, like, if I'm, every time I come on this this show, I talk about power, mm-hmm. and power is everything for me, and, like, power is just so hot, and one of the reasons, like, I find kink, sorry, one of the reasons I find piss such an interesting kink for me is because it transcends power. There's like power and it can do it in a power kind of way, in a dom sub way, but it can be like, it's. I think it's the only thing I'm really comfortable doing as a sub in public. Like, or like, I don't even think of it as being a sub. I feel like, yeah, I want to get in the piss pool and get fucking covered in piss. I want to get like... 
fuck it, I'm going to wear a leather shirt and a pair of leather trousers in the piss pool just to go, fuck you. Oh, am I in a boot black just cringed? (laughs) No, no, no. What you have to do is have a specific set of leather for that. You get your langlets and then your old leather goes for that. providing it's well oiled i want to get head to toe in gray rubber and i want to put flippers on and a shark fin on my back and hang around a recon (laughs) party in the piss pool with the snorkel on occasionally jumping out of the piss pool and shouting raw loudly (laughs) like it's it's not just about power there's there's fun to it i think precisely because it is one of those deviant, culturally repulsive things <laughs> that is actually within our community quite accepted and, and, and normalized. So therefore, it's one of the few places we get within the kink scene to really fuck with society as a whole. And, like, one of the other things that was always kind of fun was, like, getting loads of pups on the tube together. And you got got 100 pups on a tube carriage. Yeah. And everyone's just, like, looking around going, what the fuck is going on? I have no idea what's going on. Suddenly there are these men in rubber with mm-hmm. dog faces on. And what is going <laughs> on? Or uh, all the businesses around Vauxhall around the time of Fetish Week London where when I used to work at the climate in Vauxhall, I used to have to tell my colleagues, now, this week is Fetish Week London, which means there's going to be a lot of gimps walking around, and they're not going to hurt you, and in fact, they're less of a danger to our business than anyone else. They're going to go and get fisted and drink piss at fire down the road, and that's Mm -hmm. okay. (laughs) (laughs) And in this business, we support all people of all sexualities and you can't say you support sexuality without supporting sex so and that was like these these opportunities to really i mean in those situations like the pups on the tube and everything like that Mm -hmm. and 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 gimps in voxel it requires kind of almost bumping up against other people and the friction that comes from that but i think that piss is one of those things where we bump up against our inner selves and i think there's a liberty in being able to discard societal expectations that is you can do it in dom sub relationships and being a sub i think is a really you, you want one has to discard what it means to be a man in society and in doing so kind of start to dismantle the patriarchy i think that in piss you don't have to go into that dark place it can be fun it feels like a punk kind of thing to do rather than a lot of dark submission i think of a very goth kind of headspace yeah it's much more like piss is the pop punk of the fetish world there i said it fucking <laughs> come at me pop punk is fun it's fun to do it's mm-hmm. lighthearted don't take it too seriously and yeah, overall, I think you, that that a lot of people can have a lovely time with it. Yeah, like it. I have seen people, especially at the recon parties, where they've got the bathtubs out, just be <laughs> so fun about it. Like people pissing in their faces, um, and they're just having the biggest grin on their face and just wallowing yeah. in it in the tubs. 
like how how do I put this right? If you're fisting somebody in a sling, and you take your hand out of their ass and you go boop on their nose. It's not going to be a nice thing because they're going to get yeah. X-lube all over their face. And the mm-hmm. whole thing, if you're pissing on somebody and then you boot them on the nose with your penis, it's like a really humorous thing. Like every, So many people do it as well. <laughs> and it's just like this It is a opportunity providing both people are on board mm-hmm. in that situation. It's an opportunity to have kind of like a weird intimacy with a stranger. And I've spoken before how because of this power dynamic for me and this craving for a power dynamic, I don't find any power in a darkroom. Like, there's no submission in a darkroom. But what you can do in a piss room is is kind of create this free-flowing, really relaxed and <laughs> fun scene. And then you zip up and you go back and go have a cigar or go somebody or whatever and it it doesn't need to be I think it's because it's like it's enough piss doesn't need to be this big thing like with so much BDSM it's like okay I'm into pain that means we need to have all this equipment and we need like to have you like the sub warmed up yeah. properly and we need to have the headspace we need to have the aftercare we need to have this and that and the other mm-hmm. whereas actually you can you can piss on somebody and both have a good laugh and then walk away yeah it can and, be its own thing yeah. yeah yeah and don't get me wrong it can be dark as fuck and we'll talk about that later where well, my eyes yeah. light up when i say that <laughs> so. but either way like i think that there's so much in like it's one of those kinks that i find really it i wasn't into it naturally it's not my normal comfort zone of just like i want to find ways of hurting people in new ways it was uh yeah it's like and, yeah yeah and, and and like it's one of those things that i think i've really kind of substituted my for a personality in some ways to go like oh great i'm now i'm now a piss guy and i mm-hmm. kind of almost lead with i'm a piss guy but i don't feel like this is a kink that i think it's one of the few kinks that i'm really into that i wasn't innately yeah like, i didn't become i didn't come into my sexuality with this whereas power yeah that was always in yeah, because I find it interesting how many different ways people can be into this. Like we talk a lot about mm-hmm. how even if you're expressing the same fetish in action, the roots of where it's coming from in your psychology can be wildly different for different people. And piss, this mm-hmm. seems to have this incredibly broad spectrum of what people get off on it about. For some people it is like the intimacy of sharing bodily fluids that way. For other people, it is the, like, in a power exchange, a derogatory thing of it's, like, seen as societally disgusting and unclean, and that's where it comes from. And for some people, it's just sort of a conquering thing in, like, power and sub dynamics, like, making someone take your piss or having the ability to take your dom's piss is, like, an incredible metaphor for submission. Yeah, absolutely. I think that subs like the the, the 
the way that it's so often presented is this very kind of like one-sided dom force-feeding a sub their fists or sub like all the kind of like there's this image almost of like all subs love to drink piss and there's just so many different ways that you can be into it and so many different things you can do and I think like there's a lot going on for subs in terms of like what subs can get from it. And yeah, I, I've spoken about, yeah, I've spoken here about like how I don't even feel like it's a submissive thing for me. And yeah, I think that you have to know what you want to get out of any fetish in particular, but like with piss, because there's this almost like fashion to it at the moment, it is, it's in vogue. Yeah, uh, I think you have to know what you want to get out of it. Like, is this coming from your place of humiliation? Is this mm-hmm. coming from your place of dedication and deepening a dom sub approach? Is this coming from that kind of punk mentality where it's disruptive and it's it's kind of societally unclean and then you can start to work out well actually how do I want to engage in this because is this something that I want to be covered in piss is this something that I want to be in the bathtub and just pissing on myself and having a wank Mm -hmm. is this something that I want uh, somebody to take me into a public toilet and piss into my pants so it looks like I pissed myself. I have to go home and be humiliated yeah. in the process. Is this something that I want to drink somebody's piss because it's a, a subversive thing to do? Is it something I want to drink somebody's piss because I can, in doing so, take bodily fluids from my sir into myself? Mm-hmm. Because, um, I mean, uh, part yeah. of the fun, like, a lot of people try it and find they don't like piss. Part of the fun can be you are being made to do something you dislike. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the fun things about being a dom as well. You can, yeah, basically uh, make sure that you are not hydrated. And in doing so, take even somebody who's super into piss and... Mm make them question their decisions. One of the hottest things that we can do as doms is, is so often is like uh, taking someone that really, really wants something and then turning what you deliver that like it's the it's the fine contract of like asking your your demon for help, asking your patron for help. And it's just <laughs> like, you have better have drafted that contract very very carefully Mm. otherwise i will find (laughs) ways and then you will regret your decision but also in doing so you will feel great about what you're doing oh yeah so yeah i i I, the the, the, there's so much that both subs and doms can get for it in Mm. that kind of like i even in like a dom setting where like Toko's drinking my piss or I've got somebody with a head harness with a like a funnel attached to it or I've got gags that fit a funnel perfectly, like mm-hmm. a open mouth gags that have a tube going through them and you can link everything up perfectly. So, Or even in those situations, it does... Yeah, so one of the things that... We frequently get asked in the sort of basics, because we are, you know, a Kink 101 podcast in a lot of ways, is how do I start with drinking piss? Because 
a lot of times the body will just naturally reject a lot of piss. Like I've had a friend who on his first attempt in a club ended up vomiting in the urinals because his stomach just <laughs> would not keep the piss in. So I Sorry, think it's... that's also hot. <laughs> I thought you might find that hot. <laughs> I'm not into vomit, but that's hot. But yeah, like, so it should be said, like sometimes you need a bit of a run up to like, be able to learn and just to physically take drinking piss. Obviously, the biggest way is home practice with yourself and just start off very, very, very hydrated, like as pale and clear as you can get your piss and just start drinking that in small sips. And it's basically building up your tolerance. So you start taking more and more, start drinking more and more, and then start getting to a more regular sort of hydration level for piss. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, another way of doing it like that is you can, if you put the piss in the fridge, if it's cold, it's very, very different to if it's warm, especially in terms of, like, what our body wants to accept. I think it's much easier to kind of get used to sipping a little bit of cold piss. One of, like, the things that I did to get my body used to it is, like, I like having had a PA. I am a messy peer. Mm-hmm. I have multiple holes that spray piss in every possible direction. So, generally speaking, if I'm in a kink setting, instead of washing my hands, I'll I'll suck my I'll, I'll, I'll my fingers. Yeah, clean up. Yep, and t- just kind of getting used to that super small amount, or just like as you're peeing, you're standing up and you're pissing, just put a finger backwards and forwards through it a few times. Wipe it on your tongue. I find that a super hot way of flirting with guys who I know are into piss as well. If I go to the toilet and then just don't wash my hands and then just go open your mouth and just like rub it across their tongue. Nice. And like, in just like a, here's a little thing I made for you. (laughs) (laughs) Which, yeah, is like, once again, it can be dark or it can be cute, dependent on which way you, yeah, like what your dynamic between the two people has. Yeah, like building up your tolerance for the taste of it and physically take it can be a fun activity. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think a lot of the the way Mm. it's, it's posed is like in a, Oh, sub doing something that they really like naturally rejecting and hating in order to conform or to be able to have a skill set that their dom can then use. And it doesn't need to be like that. It can be fun. And yeah, like the even, yeah, as I said earlier, like lying on your back and pissing all over yourself in the bath. Yeah, I see a lot. That's actually one of my earliest memories, and I think this is where, like, when I came back round into piss, I was just like, "Oh yeah, like I like being warm. Like (laughs) this is where I think the whole thing comes from for me. I like being warm, and piss is warm." Yeah, like it can be a really nice sensation when you piss on yourself in the bath. Like I know a lot of people like post videos on themselves doing that as a way of like solo piss play, and Mm -hmm. it can be a lot of fun. It's like a sensation play. Yeah. And like coming back to like the piss like the drinking piss mm. side of things, like I don't that that there's having piss in your mouth and then there is swallowing piss. Yeah. And like if I'm being pissed on, I wanna have my mouth open, I want my mouth being filled mm. with it, I want it running down the sides of my cheeks, I want it making a mess of my beard, I want it like pouring down my mm. chest, and I want it soaking my dick. 
like this is what I crave in a like a bottom. I'll call it bottom because it's mm-hmm. as I said for me it's not sub. It's subversive in that bottom situation and that like i have a tolerance to it but yeah if i was to try and drink a pint of piss i'd probably be a bit worse to wear for it yeah because it's not super what i'm into and once again it's about knowing what you want to get out of it because if you don't want to get out of it drinking piss then why are you trying to train yourself for that yeah, exactly. And like it might be something you develop and you go like, oh okay, like I'm so used to having piss running through my mouth that like actually my body's completely used to it. And and yeah, like if you're used to taking other people's piss like say for instance you're on your knees at a club, it could be any strait of hydration that's coming <laughs> across you. So yeah, like as you get super experienced with that, like you might end up swallowing more and more and like doing that as a a thing that is an active kink for you but it doesn't need necessarily need to be something that you force granted like if you can swallow then you can do it in the pub toilets as well <laughs> whereas <laughs> if you're letting it pour it all down yourself you definitely want to keep that for a wet room yeah like but there, there are some pros and cons to each oh definitely and it like it's fun to do this in the shower. Like, I've done it in the shower. Yeah. Oh. Every morning, I piss on myself in the shower, and it just feels hot. It just feels like a nice thing to do. I think that's why, like, I find it so wholesome as well, because mm-hmm. I have it associated with warm showers and, like, feeling safe. And, yeah, like, these things, we, we can develop really, really strong associations based mm-hmm. on where we experience certain things and whether or not we feel safe and loved and cared for in those moments. Yeah, it, it, it's such a versatile thing. Another thing I always quite like is in lots of stories and videos, the dom will piss on their sub, and this is for like a sub-dom dynamic, as a way to mark them like an animal. In the same mm-hmm. way animals mark territory with their piss, they will finish the shower, then piss on the sub and tell them to just directly dry themselves off. Yeah. So they're marked with the like piss scent of the dom for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mostly that's going to end up with being a, a piss smelly towel and you're going to yeah. have to wash your towels every oh, day. Yeah, totally. But <laughs> this is the pragmatic side of, of Buster. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, can I be one to wash towels every day? But yeah, no, that, that like... As said, like there's so many different ways of using it to support your dynamic. I mean, as with every kink, like there are ways of like it's the dynamic that matters, and less so the kink. But being able to have that in your arsenal is really, really useful. Mm. So, if we just go back, what what is normal for piss to taste taste like? Oh, super salty. Mm. Yeah, even if it's really, you're really well hydrated, you have to remember that, like, if something is salty, like in your food, you have a pinch of salt in it in your entire meal. Yeah. yeah? And piss is our, like our body's primary way of getting out mm-hmm. a protein called urea, which is salty. So, yeah, essentially, the more. The, the the kind of the stank of piss mm-hmm. comes from like really concentrated urea but ultimately it tastes salty 
So even if you're completely clear, it's going to taste like drinking salt water. Yeah. And that's naturally why, like, if you try and from the off, try and drink a shit ton of piss, mm. chances are your body's going to try and throw it up. Because if you drink a pint of salt water, your body's going to try and throw it up. Yeah. As I and... said, I find that kind of hot. <laughs> but yeah. it's, and... it's about, like, easing yourself into it. So, yeah, as well as baseline being salty, your piss can actually be affected by foods and food and drinks. Yeah, we all know about asparagus. Yeah. It is asparagus. That, well, you've got to know which way, like, you've got to know yourself about asparagus. Mm-hmm. There are three, like, it's a genetic thing. If you eat asparagus, it can make your piss stink. But there is another genetic marker that predicts whether or not you will be able to smell that your piss stinks. So you might be able to eat asparagus and think that everything's fine. Mm. (laughs) But you need a second opinion and possibly a third opinion on that before you start trying to do piss play within three days of eating asparagus. Yeah. So um, there's some really interesting medical stuff around that, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's asparagus has this profound reaction in the kidneys in the way that what goes into urine. So avoid that, gents, and it also makes your cum taste pretty disgusting as well. Oh, really? I can confirm that the pineapple making your cum taste great is bullshit. Good no know. basis in medicine whatsoever. however yeah if you eat lots of fruit and your piss tastes sugary then your kidneys aren't doing their job properly good to know so we have questions from our listeners we put out a call and we got a few questions in so let's start with uh banjo on twitter Uh, and he has asked urinals should they be encased in rubber or completely naked question mark Oh, I love this because I have this thing in my head where I want a 3D printed hollow white Mm -hmm. urinal face mask. So like a full size pub urinal Mm -hmm. that you can strap. Basically, the sub's head goes in from behind and it straps to their head so that when you look down, you see a body with a urinal sat on top. (laughs) and nice. you can smooth it like you once it's printed you could sm- or in fact you could vacuum form it there's all the other ways you mm-hmm. can do it and the idea of that is just so hot to be like yeah uh, like if you're piss shy so often it's like being piss shy as a dom when somebody is looking up at you there is the expectation yeah. when somebody is wearing a urinal <laughs> headpiece there is no option for them to look at you there is no option for them to have a shred of humanity to them they're just a urinal and i i find that like as a guy like i had to break my piss shyness I wasn't terribly piss shy but still in the middle of a scene sometimes it still hits yeah and it's a bit to be stood there for like five minutes and trying to push but not try and shit yourself in the process <laughs> um, which then makes the process the, the whole thing even worse. But yeah, like 
when I saw that question, I was like, oh yeah, my my dream of like, no, urinal should be head to toe removed from removed from humanity and have a urinal strapped to their face. But I like my urinals in cat suits because it's kind of fun. Yeah, I like cat suits; they're slinky. I have to agree. If you're going down the sort of dehumanizing, you are urinal urinal route. Rubber is that sort of dehumanizing, alienating, encapsulating feel for the sub. So I'm also team rubber on this. Like, I can see the appeal of being naked because you're basically reaffirming this is a human who is being made to take piss. Mm -hmm. So like, there is that for like the team naked people. But personally, I prefer rubber. Yeah, I, I, I think that if I'm doing a scene with somebody in which I will get them to drink my piss, they will, like, almost entirely my subs are naked. Like, clothed male, naked male does things for me. So almost entirely, like, my subs are naked, in which case, fine. Like, it's part of a scene. If they're being installed in a mm-hmm. in a toilet or if they're being installed in, yeah, a public space, if you're at a sex party or something like that, mm-hmm. I want them head to toe in rubber. I want no shred of their humanity remaining. Nice. Okay, so I think that's fairly definitively answered that question. <laughs> so yes, well done, Banjo. Have a pet. Pat, pat, pat. <laughs> Good mutt. Stupid dog. So next comes from uh, Master Harry Hypnotist on Mastodon, and he asks, "I'm curious about how people feel about fresh piss versus old piss, or your own piss versus piss from someone else." I will depends what you're trying to get out of it yeah, yeah once you is... know what you're out of it what you want to get out of this then the the rest follows i i'm not i'm not here for old piss yeah. but then like if somebody was like a proper fucking dirty pig and i wanted to make them choke and be forced to choke down and they were like all in mm. i would have old battery acid piss that was poorly hydrated to begin with and yeah, if it was left open, it would stink out my entire house. And yeah. yeah, like that, 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 I guess the benefit of old piss or like pissing over somebody. If you're trying to humiliate somebody by pissing on them and then having them go about society stinking, then you're going to want old piss for that. Yeah. It, There's also a thing of like old piss can be stored in ways that keeps it semi-fresh. Like I know of a story of someone whose dom kept all his piss in jars frozen. And what he would do is he would melt it and reheat it in the oven to do a drenching scene with the sub later in the bathtub. So he would just have this gallons and gallons of piss to keep pouring over them. I mean, that's hot. Yeah. That's crazy hot. Like if it's warm... And yeah, have a bucket full of holes in, and then fill it. <laughs> and that'll yeah. drain out over minutes of just like being absolutely drenched in piss. Yeah, that's hot. I'm down yeah. for that. And um, under sort of your own versus someone else, that again depends on what you personally get out of piss. If like it's the sensation play of just pissing on yourself in the bath, that's fun. You can have it all by yourself. If it's actually the connection, whether it be Dom Sub or just fun with someone else, it would have to be someone else's piss, I imagine. 
Yeah, like there's there's also kind of I read that as like, okay, would I give somebody else's piss to my sub? Would I get their boyfriend's piss? And midway through the session, when they're not expecting it, force feed them their boyfriend's piss, or something along those lines of just like something new and inventive to do. Uh, I prefer to have them drink from the tap. Oh, good. And I think this is related. So also another one from Mastodon. We have, I'm not going to try and pronounce this. I'm just going to spell it. SS, sorry, SXSDV1. Sorry, I don't know how that's meant to be pronounced. Is there a big difference in how people approach it when it's part of a DS dynamic or a humiliation kink versus its own thing? I think we've covered this there fairly thoroughly. Yeah, all of the above. (laughs) Yeah. Like, yes, it is very different and people have very different motivations for indulging in piss play and how they do it. Yeah, and it might be that actually two people indulging it for very different reasons look exactly the same from an outside perspective. Yeah. So... Yeah, those are our listener questions. Thank you very much. Anyone who wants to write in questions for any of our past episodes or anything you want us to cover, feel free to write in to us. We've got a Twitter, Mastodon, Gmail, and even a website with a submission form. All can be found in the show notes. Because we love answering your questions. (laughs) Now, something we do need to talk about around piss is some of the safety concerns and how we mitigate those. I think it's really important to kind of cover these kind of things. Not least, I mean... That there are there are some medical sides to this that should be taken into account, as mm-hmm. well as other things. Not least the fact that a lot of medications are broken down by the body and expelled in the piss. So you might not get uh, if it's been partly metabolized and then being expelled, you might get a derivative of that medication. Mm-hmm. It might be something completely different. Uh, we're not doctors. We're not pharmacologists. So. That's a, that's an in-detail <laughs> discussion to have a pharmacologist or to, if you're on any particular medication, might be worth looking it up. There's lots of information on drugs.com or if you're in the UK, the BNF, the British mm-hmm. National Formula, Formulaetry, I think it is, which is the book that all doctor, when you go see a doctor and they flip through a book on their desk before prescribing you something, it's got all the drug interactions and everything like that. And that's available online if you just Google BNF. But the key ones I would talk about, both in medications and recreational drugs, opioids, if somebody, especially if somebody has taken a great deal of opioids mm-hmm. over a long period of time, whether those are prescribed or not, whether that's like everything from cocodamol mm-hmm. all the way up to morphine, methadone, heroin, fentanyl. Somebody who's built up a, quite a tolerance of that might be at a, be able to take really quite a lot of those and therefore what ends up in their piss might be significantly more than your body can handle. I wouldn't think of it as a number one risk to always be on the lookout for, but it's certainly worthwhile bearing in mind if you're playing with people who are really, really engaged in the chemtech scene. It's one of those risk mitigations that you might want to check what people have been taking. The other thing that can really carry across that's really well known recreationally uh, is psilocybin which the active ingredient in magic mushrooms and a lot of kind of like old urban legends 
track two about how like people would drink their piss having the day after having taken mushrooms because it was they got high all over again but it was a cleaner mm-hmm. kind of high absolutely psilocybin i don't know about whether it's a cleaner kind of high but psilocybin does carry through and it's excreted in urine yeah. so if you are taking magic mushrooms with a partner and you're drinking their piss you may be getting more psilocybin than you bargained for yep and there's There's also some i was just going to say there's also the everyday thing of caffeine and i learned this the hard way because i'm pretty (laughs) much the first time i ever tried drinking piss it was with a guy who had been drinking vodka and red bulls all night it made his piss taste like red bull but it also meant when i went to try and sleep that night i most certainly could not Surely that was just the high of drinking piss for the first time. Could have been, but I think it's probably the Red Bull. <laughs> probably the caffeine, yeah. Um, the, 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 my understanding that some antipsychotics can carry across. Also, antibiotics. So a lot of antibiotics, they come out in the urine, and really they saturate all of the body's tissues, and the mm-hmm. bladder's no different. So certainly if somebody is taking a lot of antibiotics, one... You should be aware as to why they're taking so many antibiotics and what that's for. And secondly, yeah, it's worthwhile just being aware of it. Some medical conditions can fundamentally change urine as well. Most notable, obviously, like UTIs, urinary Mm -hmm. tract infections, bladder infections, a bit more relevant with the femdoms. But yeah, it's possible. SCIs, obviously living in the the urinary tract, can then cause issues there. If you're drinking that and you're bringing those bacteria very, very close to your respiratory tract. It might be worth uh, waiting till after their antibiotics are done. There's a few medical conditions that might make it dangerous to be a piss top, or I should say it might make it dangerous for the sub to drink that piss. Rhabdomyolysis, which is a muscle-wasting issue caused by over-exercise, which is something fairly common in the gay world. If people are doing far too much exercise, their muscle starts to break down. And the piss is orange. It essentially, it has so much more urea in it that it is Mm -hmm. toxic. If you're able to drink that, then my hat's off to your tolerance, but probably not safe. Obviously, issues with the kidneys can affect it, and liver cirrhosis can affect the content of the urine. If somebody is really quite unwell, it's maybe worthwhile going back and doing very low amounts and checking mm-hmm. that it's okay. Or check check with the doctor. Like doctors are uh, in a position where they are bound legally with confidentiality around stuff like this. So you can ask your doctor, I'm into piss. Is it somebody, is it safe for somebody to drink my piss? And they may have to do some looking up, but that is something that I don't think any doctor would fault you for asking. They'd much rather you ask and be told no or be told yes than not to ask and have harm come. Oh, definitely. Medical rant over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so those are all factors you need to be aware of just when you're engaging in this. So shall we talk about, because I know you love doing this, some example Uh, scenes people can do? Yeah, yeah. So this one's for the doms. Doms, I want you to imagine that you get in from work 
you take off your coat, you put it down, you walk into the living room, and you see your slave, your gimp, in head-to-toe rubber, on his knees, his chastity cage showing, and his mouth open, rubber hood on with only his mouth exposed. He's available for you to do whatever you want. And so you piss in his mouth. And because he's on the living room carpet, you remind him that he better not drop a drip. And so he gulps, and he gulps, and he's trying to stop himself. He's trying to catch up. He's trying to stop himself from gagging. He's struggling to drink it. But he drinks every drop for you because he loves you. And because he'll do whatever you tell him to do. Nice. You and your boyfriend go out to a club. You're wearing rubber. He's wearing leather. He pulls out a rubber hood and pulls it over your head to make you into that gimp. You can't see. Your eyes are covered. So he takes you by the hands, he supports you, and he holds you, and then he tells you to walk with him. And before long, you're kneeling on a cold, hard, tiled bathroom floor. He puts a gag in your mouth and opens it up and forces your mouth wide. You feel the piss start to run into your mouth and instinctively you swallow. You swallow and swallow and swallow and it's done. But then you feel more piss and you hear your boyfriend telling the guys to not be shy. Don't use that urinal over here. Come over here. This one's made of rubber. And in your head, you see that line of guys through the toilet and out the door, all queuing up to fill you up until you cannot take another drop. And all that while, your boyfriend stood behind you, holding up your head so that you don't look away, you don't try and pull away. He's pulling your head back so that you don't spill a single drop. You're going in to meet a guy. You've spoken to him on Recon a little bit. You got to know him. He knows you're super into humiliation. You meet a guy, this guy at Starbucks and you sit down. You have a coffee. You feel the click. He's going, yeah, we could do something of this. He's hot. I reckon he's got a big dick. I reckon this could be fun. We could have some, have some play. You're kind of horny. You've not come in a few days because he's told you not to. And you've done it just to go along with it to see what he makes of it. And it's a bit of fun. And you excuse yourself to go to the bathroom. And they have these big kind of disabled style cubicles that you have to go into. There's not a shared bathroom. And you're just about to shut the door and he jams his foot in the door. <laughs> 
pushes the door open, follows you in, and shuts it behind him. He orders you onto your knees. He opens your fly and unzips your button. And your hard deck is pulsing. He pulls out his deck and he pisses all over you. All over your deck, your pants are soaked through. He zips up, smirks, pats you on the head and walks out. You have to find your way home. (laughs) Very hot. (laughs) Craig's eyes have just rolled back in his head. Do one more? Yeah, let's do one more. Yeah. One more story time. Yeah, one more story time. Okay. Okay, so... This is, this is actually a real, and I love this, which is um, texting a guy, and he's like management at like, some American bank, some faceless large corporation. He's quite senior management, VP of some shit or another. I don't care. I'm an anti-capitalist. During the day, he's Billy Big Bollocks. He's like in control of this department. He likes to throw his weight around. I get the impression he's shouting at his staff and being a bit of a dick. And so he comes home from work and he texts me, telegrams me, and lets me know he's home from work, sends me a picture, and he's in his suit, all fancy. And he tells me how he's had a bad day at work and complains to me basically about his staff. And, like, I tell him to piss himself. Go stand in your bathtub and piss yourself. In your suit, piss yourself. Now take out your dick and piss all over your shirt and tie as well. You need to be reminded about what he is. And subs, they forget sometimes about what they are. And they like to swing themselves around. But he knows what he is, and he did not hesitate to obey. I'm into that. Very nice. Anti-capitalist pissing contest. (laughs) (laughs) The name of my new album. So those were some very hot ideas. And listeners, I hope giving you some inspiration. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the Kinky Boys podcast. Yes. Yes. Take your hand off your dick, sub. <laughs> yes. So if you want to hear more from us, you can join up on our Patreon. You can be one of our subscriber tier. Te- you can be one of our subscriber tier patrons and get everything a week early, as well as talk to us on the Discord. Or you can get more of this juicy action on the £5 tier with bonus episodes. We coming up, we will be doing an episode on more scenes we'd like to do. And you're looking at patreon.com forward slash kinky boys pod. Yeah. So, yes, listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this episode. And as always, play safe. <laughs>